Let's go. Hey. Cash flow on the beat. Boo. It's almost fucking Halloween, ain't it? Cocktails and conversation. Cocktail. We out here again. We are. Oh, man. Music live and up. Turn this down. Don't turn my music up anymore. Turn it down. Turn it down. Anyhow. We're here for another week. Um, right, and conversation. We got Juicy Couture and Ocean Spray in the background That's still right. this week. <laughs> so, hope y'all back with us too. Um, turn this off. We out here. Yeah, we just go ahead and shut it. Um, it's Brother Yusuf Muhammad, Yam's Creation. And it's Tim Hargrove, Dark Shining Light, Finding Nuba, aka I am. Darkness, the like no darkness. That's right, darkness himself, <laughs> darkness. We out here. Um, this is another week. Thank God. You know what? Let's start with something different. Let's do it. Let's start with thankfulness, man. Like, man, I'm glad you said that. Honestly, because all this week I have been just in a state of, like they say, the state of gratitude. Mm-hmm. But let's just say, I oh, man, I want to thank God for every. Yeah, I got right. so emotional the other day just being in the mindset of being thankful for the things that I had. Uh-huh. And I had to just really look at some things, not by looking at anyone else's situation, not comparing to myself to anything, but just really being thankful for being alive, for, having, for my family, and just all of the things that God has blessed me with, not just so far in the past, but just in the right now. Just really seeing life for what it, what it is. And for all of the blessings that God has done and how he has showed up for me in my life, it was an emotional experience. Mm. And I think a lot of us just really need to start where we are and be thankful, you know, and not even because people will compare, well, I want to thank you that I'm not like this. And I want to thank you that I had, no, just be thankful just for that moment for Mm. the mindset of just being thankful. So I I think that's very appropriate. my brother. Gratitude. Um, I want to just be thankful for the trials and tribulations. Yeah. And that's a, a wild thing to say, however, but, you know, most of us, we're always thankful for the good that you go through. Yeah. And when you're going through the trials, the tribulations, the hardships, you're always asking God, why me? Why me? Why is this? And you become upset and frustrated with God. But... However, I learned, and I'm just like everybody else during the time periods. I'd be like, man, fuck this. I don't want to do this no more. I'd be crying. <laughs> but you have your moment in your moment of epiphany in the pain that you have to say, thank you, God, for this, because I know you're strengthening me up for something different. Yeah. Thank you, God, for allowing me to do this because someone else didn't make this test. Yeah. Someone else can do this. So thank you for, allow, for choosing me. And please guide me through this so mm-hmm. that on the end, I'm successful. I've passed the test. And I don't have to repeat this. Yeah. So as I'm going through my life <laughs> and life be lifing yeah. and whatever test I'm dealing with right now, I'm just thankful for it. I was pissed off with it for a few days, but, you know, I got past it. Now it's like, all right, God, I got you. Thank you. 
let me strengthen up, gird up my loins. As yeah. My brother Tim likes to say, get you some nuts. <laughs> gird up dog loins. <laughs> right. And go I ahead. I think that was Mr. T on the Snickers. Get some nuts. <laughs> that was a hilarious commercial. Y'all, y'all check that out. Uh, Mr. T with the Snickers commercial. But you know what? That's leading into our conversation at aging, showing our age right here. Who is Mr. T? The man with the 50 gold chains. You know what? He started that. Yeah, he did. Before anybody was doing everybody used to wear one chain. Yeah. That man walked around with 50 necklaces every day. And for the longest, I thought they were all like interconnected right here. One. Nah, they were all like single chains. Man, he can have that. <laughs> I'm good. Nah, I think later on he got them interconnected. Yeah, he did one. get them interconnected. But in the beginning, they were on. all just like one fifty different singles. Like, nah, I'm good. I'm good. That's a lot of work right there to be getting every day. Anyhow, so leading to our conversation tonight, um, showing our age, um, as I said, going through trials, tribulations. And the thing that I want to talk about with us tonight is lessons we should, we wish we knew then what we know now. You know, it's it's funny because I, I was having a great conversation with my aunt. Shout out to my aunt. What's happening, auntie? My aunt, Manny Anthony. <laughs> no, she's a very, very, very fun person to be around. Mm-hmm. You know, my aunt is, uh, she, she's been around the block, around the world, up and down the street. And she's very, very well-versed, one of the most professional people that you can, someone who's lived life to the fullest. I mean, on at, at every level, I've always admired my my aunt for everything that she is, what she's always represented. Like she always has like the perfect balance of what a person should be, and uh, I want to give her her flowers. You know, because <laughs> I love her. She, uh, <laughs> you know, and she was telling me things from another perspective, and I think that's for for myself as well, because the number one thing I, I'm gonna just start with myself. My aunt, she was saying you know, about getting your money right Ooh. at an earlier age. Ooh. And a lot of people, their minds now are on money. And it, it as we got deeper into the conversation, I realized how full she led her life. And the thing, she made me really reach inside of myself. And the thing that I want to really wish that I had when I was younger was a truer sense of who I am. Mm. Because when you know that without trying to please anybody else or without any, I wish that I, now a lot of people look at me and they go, man, but Tim, you really didn't really care about what other people think, but I did. You did. I really did. Yeah. And I wanted everyone to consider me intelligent. Mm-hmm. And I wanted everyone to, uh, to see me with prestige and the way that I carried myself. But what mattered most is the way that I saw myself and the way that I connected with God. And when you have that, you have more of a fearlessness because you know that you're on the path of righteousness because the things that I wish that I would have known or wish I, it was really the things that I wished that I would have pursued more. And the, in the pursuit of being a better me, not a perfect me, Mm. but being who I truly am, that leads to everything else. If you are who you truly are without trying to please anyone else, it leads into you being prepared to the, for the future, which leads to you bettering your money. Oh, so let me dovetail on that one then. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to start, same path you on, but I'm going to start with, at a younger age, 
I wish I had a better connection with God. Oh, yeah. I wish I knew and understood God more. Um, You know, as a child, you do childish things. You grow up, put away childish stuff. You know that saying. However, as a child, when you go into church, a lot of times you're just doing, the not the rhetoric, the ritual of things. Yeah. Over and over, you go on Sunday, you have your friends, you hang out, right? But when I start having my trials of life, uh, got into accident at 14, one at three, you know, each one doctor's like, I don't know how you lived and death and everything. But it's at those points, even at three, it's calling on God. Yeah. But not understanding what you're doing, but just calling on God. Mm-hmm. At 14, being thankful to God that you listened to him. When I was in a seat at three o'clock in the morning and my spirit says, get up, move back to the seat that you're in. A man moves over, takes the seat. Two hours later, the bus crashes. He goes through the window. Mm-hmm. The same seat I was sitting in. Thank you, God, for saying something. Let me get him and not me. <laughs> no, not like that. Oh, damn. Oh, man. I wish it wasn't either one of us. However, it was thankful to God that, you know what, I get up, move. So listening, yeah. getting older, walking to a situation where people doing things, it's like, you need to leave. Yeah. And something happens and it's like, oh, man. It's, but it's when I was younger, getting the relationship with him better so that now if I understood, just listen, not only listen, take heed and understand why I'm doing these things or saying these things to you. Because what happens is you continue to take the same test over and over again until you pass it. But taking that same test every time gets harder and harder because you're not on one plus one equals two. Now you're on a B plus C squared equals what? Now the test gets harder and harder as you get older. So, I wish I'd understood God more yeah. and, and been more appreciative. We go back and forth. Go ahead, my brother. No, but that's that's a good thing, man, because that leads to everything else. When you start with, man, let me connect with God, it literally, and it's funny because when you're little, they tell you, hey, read this and read mm, that and mm. uh, uh, listen. And you, you you hear it, but you're not listening. Mm-mm. And all the answers is right there that'll lead you to what you where you need to go in life. I think the next thing was actually my connections and the friends that I had. Because when you're a child, you know, you just make friends with whoever's around. Hey, you want to play? <laughs> <laughs> well, you use that word friends too lightly. Yeah, you know? way too lightly. Way, way too lightly. But the thing is, is who I cultivated friendships with. Oh, man. Because it's, it's people, you know, people go, oh, man, you make friends everywhere you go. But the actual friends that you have, the people who you really connect to. If I were to connect to some of those guys earlier in life and really, really cultivated the friendship, the parts of our friendship that made us who we are, because you would be more sick, not, not worldly successful, but you'd be thinking on a whole different level and being able to celebrate those wins at an earlier time, because when you have that that uh, that peer group around you, when you got that group of friends, and you all, every last one of y'all, have the same drive, because I delayed a lot of my progress by having people in my circle. Anchors. They didn't have a drive. Didn't like have you none. say, yeah, they they really were anchoring you down. That's it. Bro. They were great people, but because they didn't have the same level of drive that I had, because they didn't have the same 
burdens that I had. The burden that I had was I want to do for the world. I want to uh, to provide services mm-hmm. and to create value in the world. A lot of people are just complacent with where they are, exactly. which is not a bad thing. Let's say before. However, if you're destined for something greater, you can't stay with the same thing that you had. Everyone can't take this trip with you. No. I said that before. You know, yeah. That lesson I learned, even walking into this podcast, not everyone is meant to take this trip. Not yeah. everyone can go along with you and everything. So yeah, yeah. you have to be able to separate and say, okay, you know what? I love you. You're my homie. Yeah. But, you know, this ain't the ride for you right now. Yeah. Because I have a different, you know, trajectory in life. Yeah. And we cool. But, you know, like my father always telling me, Yusuf, bro, you know, everybody can go. You got to learn to separate. Yeah. And that's been the issue for a good part of my life. And if I understood when I was younger, been a different path. But it was just that, you know, where you going, not everyone can go. You're going around presidents, leaders, these people. All your friends can't go with you. Yeah. All your partners can't go with you. So you got to learn to have fun with them. But they can come when the party's going on. <laughs> But when the business is going, they got to be separate because exactly. it ain't for them to even be in this conversation. So learning who is a friend is number one. And yeah. And who should be <laughs> who, and who should be an associate. I'm telling you. We always, and who you shouldn't be around well, at period, all. Period, <laughs> right. Because it, it's, it's it, you know, that, that court law, guilt by association. Yeah. And you have friends that'll do something and you happen to be around. Mm-hmm. Like I was in, <laughs> my brother passed my other brother passed the other week, so we went to his, uh, his funeral service. I'm sorry to hear that, yeah, man. May God be I pleased with that. I know with that. Yeah. Um, and in doing that, my brother, my, my 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 blood brother, it was his brother, so was, I don't call him Step, but my other brother's brother. <laughs> he was who passed. But we were sitting there at the house talking with his mom. We were having conversations about the past, talking about the guilt by association. My brother says they were in a car. Riding around in a hatchback, <laughs> five of them deep. <laughs> this is when they were like 16 years old. Mm-hmm. And my brother's in the back of the hatchback. Police drives by. They all stare, but the police connects eyes with my brother in the back of the hatchback. Oh, so man. he whips around. So he was like, oh, shit. <laughs> so he comes back. <laughs> Dude starts interrogating them, makes everybody got the car, and they don't know the, the law. Yeah. So it gets out the car and he kind of starts talking to them. They had nothing wrong with them. They were going from one house to the next other house. And the police asked them, can I search the car? They're like, oh, whatever. You know, it's cool. Not knowing they're not supposed to search the car. Yeah. The friend had a pistol in the car under the front seat. It is. Right there. So everybody now be able to go to jail because of this one dude. Yeah. Guilt by association. Again, they said that was the worst moment. That he can remember his childhood because you about to go to jail for something. Because he said the police officer pulled everybody out of the car. The only person in handcuffs, my brother. Oh. <laughs> so oh, the person God. driving who got the pistol, who who should have told them, no, you can't search the car. Yeah. Got everybody in trouble. So again, who's friends? Who's associates? Yep. And folks, you shouldn't even be around. If friends are fiends. <laughs> <laughs> go on over there, player. I'll catch up with you later. Yeah, no, it's, it's just... With it, when we're talking about who we associate with, of course, relationships, because I know we can do a whole nother podcast. I'm about to get on that one next. On that. It's like, man, I wish I never would have even met that person. <laughs> Should have just gave you a high five. <laughs> you know, but 
honestly had a wish that the thing is not the relationships, honestly, because I don't blame them. I blame what, what was it? What was the was it about me? Right about the choices. So it's like, man, I wish that that never would have happened. No, one thing that I wished I would have had when I was younger that pertained to it was guidance on how to date. Oh, so that's my next one. Go ahead, let's keep running with yeah, that. Because one. a lot of us are not taught enough about ourselves, not taught enough about how to vet people. You know, when you're going out and you just see somebody's cute, ooh, that look nice. It's just like if you were going car shopping. Right. Just because it's shiny don't mean that it worked. <laughs> and a lot of women can look at guys like, yeah, he was so shiny, but he ain't going to work. <laughs> but, you know, that, that's understanding how relationship dynamics were at a young age, because a lot of people get to the age where they actually can date, but they have no dating skills. They have no relationship skills. They have no a lot of guys don't even have the skills to attract someone. But the other thing is the people that you're attracting, why are they attracted to you? Where is this going? What are you doing? It's just, it's it's like we're learning haphazardly mm. by trial and error, error every generation. So put some wish sauce on this because it's going to be a little <laughs> tangy, but it's going to be good. So I'm going to double back to my homie, my big brother, my man, Mr. Farcott. So we're taught there's three things that they don't teach you mm-hmm. the science three sciences that they don't teach you the science of warfare the science of business and the science of mating yeah science of mating is the number one thing because the science of mating is how you control develop and grow a society mm-hmm. and the science of mating the number one thing is who you pick as a mate yep. and many people don't understand and don't a lot of folks don't agree with it but at the same time i've heard people who don't agree with the science of mating but they breed dogs exactly i'm like bruh you were breeding dogs and don't agree with who you should lay down with. You should be very careful. No, nah, man, you just, you know, find somebody's good for you. No, because not everybody is good <laughs> How do you for go you. about finding right. the good person for you? Because they may be good for you on the short term, but they are the long-term good. Exactly. So you're dealing with a person, Mrs. Fat Booty and Mr. Gray Sweatpants, mm-hmm. because they have these features. Yeah. But the other features is upstairs are the ones that we the just got to point. actually matter. Right, like we just talked about the high-functioning, uh, I don't want to call it a bad word. How we call it high special person. Thank you. High-functioning high special persons that walk around, they can have a conversation on one level, but when you start to get into the in-depth with them, it's like, you can't roll with this one. I didn't know you couldn't read. <laughs> <laughs> What's one we, plus one? You know, I, you matched everything that I was doing. You know, we was... I did, and uh, Jill Scott was playing. We take the long walk around the <laughs> after dark. But you did everything except for the right things. You know? They know how to play the game. So the science of mating, and I would double back on this a little bit even more. Mm-hmm. I believe at a certain point, now, you know, we weren't taught it because our parents, a lot of our parents don't know how to properly date anyhow. And some of us didn't damn listen. That that's that's oh god, that's even more. You Mom know, said leave it. that nigga alone. She even said, boy, she called that certain one. That nigga. Look, use a nigga. All right. And I don't mean that in no nice, nice way. way. Like, <laughs> leave him alone. He's bad for you. You still ran after that one. Yeah. So, uh, continuing on that path, a lot of times, we should not have been dating so early. Yeah. I honestly believe in many cases that most of us, and I understand this now as I've gotten older, I got my daughter and my son, is that I went to a kind of one-room 
uh, not special, damn, damn sure one special. Um, a one room classroom private school for a while. Mm-hmm. Then they got separated out. But at times they would separate the boys from the girls. When I was in it, I didn't like it. But as I got older and started seeing mm-hmm. friends who were going through situations, I'm not dealing with these. I'm not focused on all the girl in class because it's a bunch of my partners in here. Mm-hmm. We're acting fools and about to find out what we're doing after school. <laughs> but during school, we trying to make it happen. I done cheated and he gave him a paper to make sure. But this ain't no good example. <laughs> no, it is a good example because you're not focusing on you just focus, hormones, right? You're focusing on getting the job done. Exactly. Think about when a bunch of grown men are sitting around, yeah. and we all have a task. Let's say nine out of ten. Nine out of ten of us <laughs> are not looking at the next man's thighs. It yeah. may be one in the room that you don't know, but most of us is like, yo, man. I can- like you. <laughs> I don't want you. <laughs> <laughs> He's away the hallway. Touch yours. Um, most of us are like in, on a construction site. You don't see a bunch of men looking at each other like, oh, man, he got a fat butt over here picking up that pound of four by fours. We're not dealing with that. Yeah. So the construction site is always a bunch of men working and moving and making the job progress. And the task is getting done. Tasks get being done. We got a bunch of young men in class together. The task is being done. Yeah. Bunch of females in class together. The task is being done. So to separate us, I understood was a good thing. Yeah. So we're not focusing on dating. We're focused on education, learning, growing. And then once you've got past what you need to get as a fundamental base to grow on, then go find somebody. And you know, you 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 explained something very well, the art of business and the art of war without understanding business, the business about yourself, the mm. business about war, the world, the business about what's going on around you, without understanding the art of war and how to do warfare and how to prepare yourself for both defense and attack mm-hmm. and planning and strategizing. A man that can't do those two things isn't fit to mate. That's it. And that's the, that's the things that as I was growing older, I got those lessons here and there. Mm-hmm. But as young men, especially young black American men, those things need to be taught on a mass level to both men and women. Right. Because we all need to understand what who we are, how we value ourselves and the world around us. And having those lessons at an early age can prepare you miles ahead of your generations that are before you. The other thing is that I wish that I would have understood it as a, or, or been taught and things that I would have known at a younger age is exactly or just the preciousness of time. The time that you it's, use and the time that you spend. It is not on your side. Well, it is. If, if you, you use, use it, it wisely. wisely. Right, right. Well, if you use it wisely, it is. But if you I don't. Mean, it can be, if I would have understood the very concept of time, especially as I understand it now, because God's time is not our time, mm. which is a blessing. Because when God is, when you understand God, and this goes back to what we were saying earlier, if I would have had that relationship with God at mm-hmm. the, and pursued it, like it, I think it's saying all your understanding and all you get getting, getting understanding, get it, yeah. right? right? But the thing is that seek ye first the kingdom oh, of God. God. And in the kingdom, you understand the laws of God. 
You understand the love of God when you have when you actually have the love to pursue those things. Because when you're dealing with time, God can manipulate time where your bad times don't last long. It can fly by. And when you're spending time with someone or when you're spending time doing something, he can expand that time, that sense of space where 45 minutes can seem like 45 hours. Or yeah. when you're in such bliss in doing something like um, <laughs> some people, what was this song with uh, uh, Janet Jackson? Funny how time flies when uh, you're having fun. Funny how time <laughs> flies when you're... Hey, sorry. But when you're in the spirit of God, mm-hmm. he can prolong that time. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that your perception of it and the things that you enjoy, it just expands out. And the people that we love, understanding the preciousness of time, it makes you not waste it. Even Tupac, we we going from Janet Jackson to Tupac. So (laughs) I guess it's poetic justice (laughs) up here. So Tupac said, um, niggas never realized the precious time that bitch niggas be wasting. Oh, wow. But if you really think about that, time is so precious. This man, we're still talking to him to this day. He only lived to be 25 years old. He was a kid. 25, 26? He was a kid. He was a kid. Very much so. Your brain is at peak development at around about 25. So to have not wasted your time in a way the where you have well use of your time, that people will talk about you forever. And so, and it's not the fact that, hey, people are going to talk about me because of this. It's understanding the preciousness of time. Man, that is a, a one thing that I really wish that I had at a younger age because it makes you really understand what you're doing, how long it takes for you to do something, what you should be spending your time mm. doing mm. and your efforts toward the people that you spend your time with. It really encompasses everything I'm thinking about. It encompasses everything because... When you have that sense of time, you don't waste time in conversations not at that all. are not frugal or not, not fruitful. You don't waste your time around people man, that are not developing yeah. and putting something into you. So that would be jumping in the mind then. Yeah. Mind. Or just watching TV mindlessly. <sighs> That's it. That's whole other conversation right there. <laughs> hey, soap operas and, and uh, reality shows that aren't reality. But anyhow, um, my next lesson that I wish I would have paid more attention to. What's that? And this is kind of for every mature man. The things my father taught me. You know, your father tell you stuff when you're young. Oh, yeah. But you are arrogant mother at that point. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you know, say age brings wisdom. Mm-hmm. Youth is immaturity quite often. And in your immaturity, your father tell you. My fa- I remember my father told me this is. I was, you know, we keep it one hundred on here. There was this dude, um, my father was dealing with. There was a, always been the hustles and business deal. And this dude, uh, wanted to sell a BMW for like fifteen grand. He was like just giving me a deposit, and and I get the car, blah blah blah. I did it in front of my father. For whatever reason, my spirit said, do it in front of your father. And my father says, before I got it, he says, son, I'm going to say this in front of this dude. I don't trust him. <laughs> Period. Don't right in front man, of him. Right. Don't, don't give this, this man no money. Yeah. He's going to take your and run off. 
And my arrogance was like, nah, he ain't going to do this. You know, he's a good man, blah, blah, blah. But I'm more concerned about the deal and seeing the money. Yeah. Not listening to the wisdom. He took the money and left. Took it running ran. I had to get Should have listened to right. your daddy. Right, right, right. I had to get the money back up, <laughs> pay it back to the other person. Yeah. And contemplate not breaking this dude's leg. <laughs> but... In all of it, again, my father came back. He said, "You yeah. said you can't." He even told me that you can't do it. Yeah, I was like, "I don't track him down. I know where his wife at. I know where his daughter at. Nobody get I can him. find him. I can get him." My father was like, "What for? I told you not to do it. It is done, son. You know that's the hustle of the streets of life. Yeah, either you're gonna listen or you're not." Like my mama say, you just bought a lesson. Right. And my grandma was saying, <laughs> you know, you bought that boss, that lesson's bought right, right. there. Right. It, it, it was an expensive lesson. Yeah. But if you just listen, son, I, we said, he told me one thing later on. He's like, son, I don't, we were going through some, he was like, son, I don't understand you. He said, do you not think that I love you? Do you not think that I'm going to help you, son? He's like, your success is my success. <laughs> I wouldn't really? tell you anything to hurt you because that will hurt my future through you, son. Yeah. Maturity kicks in at this point. You're right. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> Let me go ahead. Let me go ahead and check, fuck, <laughs> sit down. Because I'm sitting up here just trying to keep busting my head doing my way. Mm. I forget. Your father's done this. He's done that. Just listen. Yeah. And throughout your life, and this is one of the maturity sessions for us black men who have the fathers at home. Especially if you got somebody young in your life. Listen, bro. Like, going back to what you said, time. Mm -hmm. It is not on your side, but it is if you use it properly. But the time of life is you never know when this person leaves. Mm -hmm. And the wisdom your father gives you is only while they're here. I tell you, my father told me another thing. So it's, um, my father was... I look forward to getting this man's schedule half the time. We get on the show. Um, but we were talking. My father was a car thief, a very professional car thief. Like, he had the fastest record in Chicago type car thief, doing very well with it. When he was young. He got out. He Life changed, went through uh, 16. He left the house. He got kicked out the house. He didn't leave. He got kicked out the house. <laughs> <laughs> correctness on that. Got kicked out the house. And got on heroin and was doing drugs. So from like 16 to 20, he was just out there wilding out. Got off of it at 20, 21. Got his life straight. Became better. And But between 16 and 20, he and his, he and his father wow. weren't talking. Yeah. Because he was wilding. His father said, don't come around with that BS. Because you bring that around here to my wife, I'm going to end it for you. <laughs> <laughs> so you know you ain't bringing that stuff to the, the house real conversations right real, real conversations with real men it's about 20 got up off of it he doing better 22 his dad dies oh man so you got a whole gap in time a whole gap in time and the only I've, the only regret my father says he has in his life mm-hmm. is that I did listen to my father more wow no other regrets have I ever heard him say that? I ain't regret nothing he said I hit that man in his face is what it is. <laughs> I did. I said this. It is what it is. But the regret I have is I didn't listen to my father more. I think that I want. I want to pity be back on that because that's one thing that I've been, uh, you know, researching. You know me. I love to research and um, I love to listen to lectures. And one thing that I look at this generation is 
And I say this generation, not saying that the the young people, I'm talking about this actual whole timeline. Mm-hmm. This whole timeline of everyone who's living all the way to everyone who's born, born, being born. In this timeline, there's less respect for elders. Man. And that's one of the things that I wish that I would have. Not that I disrespect the elders, but actually honoring them in right. a way that I could benefit off of their wisdom. And the other thing is actually speaking to the person that's the expert in their field. Because yeah. a lot of times we're listening to people, but we're listening to the wrong people. Right. So like, okay, I can't go to the person who's the expert in food and ask them about dieting. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, if you want to go to the person who is the best at money, you want to go to the money expert. Right, right. If you want to go to the person who's best at education, go to the education expert. It, and that's one thing that I wish that I would have did. I understood that concept. Like a lot of people have general wisdom. It's not. It's nothing wrong with getting wisdom from people, but actually going to the source, actually going to the person who's been there, done that, who's r- risen, who's failed, who's risen again. Mm. You know, and understanding that the value in the person who has learned from their mistakes and learned from their downfall in order to build themselves up to where they need to be. Mm. And a lot of us have listened to the wrong people. Like, why would I listen to somebody who's never had a successful relationship about relationships? relationships right. Come on, man. I want to listen to the person who's been there, who's had the rises, who had the falls, who had the successes, who had the failures, and they're on their way in a positive light. Because a lot of people listen to people who have experience, but they haven't benefited from their own experience. That's right. That's right. And that's the thing about it is understanding where you're getting your advice from and the experience or the spirit in which they're teaching. Mm. Because you you said something that that really struck, you know, uh, my core is that your father saying, listen to me because I have a vested interest in you. Because when you succeed... I succeed. Mm. And a lot of us have had the person who really had our back. And we listened to somebody else who did not have your best interest because you couldn't see it. You couldn't see that they were really jealous behind your back. Mm. You couldn't see that they were actually setting their own children up for success Mm. by plotting your downfall. We didn't see that that person gave you bad advice because they maybe had a bubble guts. <laughs> you know, they, were or they got to into a, or the wrong relationship or right. they made a bad investment or they had a bad experience at an HBCU or, you know, or whatever the case. You have to understand the spirit in which the information and the guidance is coming from. You have to have discernment. Mm. And that's one thing that I uh, wish that I would have knew at a younger age is having discernment for the advice that I was getting. And not, you know, dedicating huge portions of my life on bad advice. <laughs> yeah, in the Quran or the Bible, it says something about when someone brings you news, look wisely into it. Because it may be giving you something off. But it's saying the same thing. You know, somebody's, every time someone gives, again, it's just age and maturity. Maturity is that every time someone tells me something at this point in my life, I have to sit and listen to it. Yeah. Like, really take it in. They're like, oh, you're going to make a decision? Nah, give me a day. Even if I have a decision in my mind where I did in there, I still need to figure this out just a little bit more because I don't know. We're taught that your emotional and mental outlook at that moment 
determines how you make a decision. I think oh, yeah. I'm saying that right. But if you are emotionally distraught and you're in a mental bind, you will not make the best decisions at that moment. Oh, right? yeah. So you have to sit there and wait. So you take something in. Again, even in your emotional and mental outlook at the moment, it can determine how you see something. Oh, yeah. You can watch an accident. You've seen an accident. People give five different interpretations of it. And they have to finally just look at the camera and be like, oh, y'all was wrong. <laughs> this is what really happened. This is what really happened. So I, I feel you on that one. And, and even dealing with more with the, the older people is that I'm, I get saddened quite often when I see our older society having to work at this point. Yeah. Like that really bothers me. Yeah. When you see 70, 80 year old person having to get up and go to work like they work their whole life. At some point, they need they they deserve to stop and enjoy it. Like, well, my thing once you're the age of sixty five, seventy, you should be just chilling. Well, it depends on the person. Well, you know, I got I, I got I guess I got a different aspect of looking. If at they it. work their whole life like a nine to five type thing, yeah, okay, okay. If they yeah, like yeah. that type of deal, and they put in the work, the work, but then they got the now hard work, retire and find another job just yeah. to continue to sustain and live. Like again, like you were saying respecting the elders and, and paying attention more to them. I look at the society on the top is just so greedy that you don't even pay attention that one day that's going to be you. They don't really understand the value of people who are well-versed in the world. Like, I, I look at the movie 300, right? This is Sparta! <laughs> the king went to the ancients. And to in order to get guidance in what he wanted to do, and that's the way savages. society has always operated. You want to go? Why am I just trusting what's in this book when this person has decades mm. of experiences in timelines that I I can only read about, I can only watch a video about. Mm -hmm. This person has interacted with people. This person has different skills. This person has a whole different set, and they've been here. They've done that, and they've experienced things and levels and people. And all of these different mini lessons within a whole curriculum, you can have a conversation with a person and get 60, 50, 70, 80 years of experience within a conversation. And that person can elevate who you are just by having that conversation, just by being interested. And they can guide you in a direction that's going to work for you. Man, you can talk to us, like you said to me before we got on the show, you talked about your aunt. Mm -hmm. And the guidance she was giving you and talking oh, yeah. to you at 80. We're taught that, you know, a man doesn't begin, you don't, man, just men and women, you don't learn how to live until you hit 75. Man, yeah, I heard uh, the minister talking about that. Right. Man. You, you don't even really uh, hit, hit that maturity until you hit that, that 75. Right. Especially if, you live, if you've lived right. Right. You know? And you live in the life, and then 75, you see, this is, he said, when he said, that's the reason why you see so many older people in church. Yeah. Because they've done their life their whole way. They did the way they want to. They get <laughs> 67, you're like, you know what? I'm doing this wrong. God, I, I'm going to holler at you. My fault. And now you got the last part of your life. You're trying to get it better. But, you know, it's that maturity that, again, you go talk to them. Yeah. And you sit down and the same dumb stuff you're going to. Like, I, I'm starting this new series. I, I started a while ago, but I'm going to get it back going. I randomly ask couples that I see that are older, what made it work? 
And this lady, I recorded her the other day. I was out. Um, she had, uh, she was just coming in. We were past each other. And she was saying, I said, sister, she was like, I got to get home to my boo. I was like, oh, how long have you been married? Fabulous rock on her hand. Yeah. She's like, 30 years. And then I was like, okay, what, what, what how did it work? And she said at first, how a bunch of side pieces? <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> she's like, oh. She's like, no, no, no. Let me say that because my husband is a whole other problem. She said, the way it worked is that you have to realize when to let things go. Yeah. Some things aren't worth it. And again, she said, when I was younger, I wouldn't have, I would argue and fighting every time something came. But she said, but the more I got into the relationship, I understood that let it go. You know, you have your good days and bad days. <laughs> there ain't a point of arguing. A lot of older people, they, they're not going to waste time arguing with you. No. Like, <laughs> they're not going to waste time. They're not going to waste uh, uh, energy. And a lot of things that we do, because we were younger, we have the energy to do it. So we'll go back and forth with you, not understanding the preciousness of time. Time. Not understanding the precious, the value. And what you're, like, a lot of times when you're, you're doing something, expending extra energy, you're aging yourself. And, you know, it's funny because a lot of people who are a lot older, they're in better shape than people that are younger now. Right. They can, they, they, you know, they're bodybuilding, they're exercising, they're dancing, they're more involved. And you see people who are younger who are not engaged. A lot of people who are older have better mindsets. They have stronger minds. So you're not going to find them moping around, oh, I'm depressed. For what? Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm alive. sad for the sake of being sad. And it's because you ain't eating right. Mm. It's because you ain't thinking right. You're dwelling on something that ain't got nothing to do with you, or you're just dwelling on something that's already passed. Like you said, you should let it go. Mm. Another one, like back on the relationship thing, mm -hmm. it's kind of doubling back what we said before. I wish one you hadn't dating, but I wish I would have got married younger. You did the right person. To the right person, yeah. Right, we got married. I got married younger. Right, right, right. <laughs> so, like, I look at my parents. They got married at like twenty two, twenty four, whatever, something like that. Yeah. But they had all of us. Yeah. So by the time they were forty, we were going. Oh man, what you talking about? Like, right, I'm just so, getting started. Right, man. right, right. You just getting started. Like, man, and you... this time they're like, okay, the children gone. They're in college now. We can enjoy. Each we other. can enjoy each other. So you get to rekindle and re know. You're a mate at that point. Yeah. Because, you know, for 20 years, y'all really ain't been y'all. Y'all got dealing with children. Y'all been parents. Right. Reacting to stuff. Now at 40, you're a little bit more mature. Now we can get to know each other and let's redate. You got some money on you. Right. You got some extra money. Some extra money. <laughs> right. Let's date. And we date on another level because, yeah. you know, back then, you know, whatever. Imagine getting married in the 80s and 2000 now. You got, now you're 40. Life is different. Yeah, totally different. Yeah, you can go go see the world. Yeah. Now, if we'd have been getting married in my 20, what is that, 2015-ish, whatever like that? Bro, I was married twice in my 20s. So it was like, for me, but I understand where you're coming from. It's Imagine like, if you'd have married. If I would have married the yeah, right yeah. person, my wife now, right. when I was younger, oh. man, because and that's the other thing. It's not just that. It's, is when you're connected to the right person. That's one thing too that I really wish that I would have did the right connecting with that right mate because that literally determines how far you can actually go. 
mm-hmm. and how much you can enrich another person. Because men that get married early, when you have great intentions, let's say the actual men, mm. not just the males, not the males that was trying to get a, pay, uh, a green card, mm. or, you know, was trying to live off some woman. Or who I paid just, thirty grand to marry. You me. know what I'm saying? <laughs> trying to keep hold of her so she won't go on to the guy she was supposed to. But the right, actual right, men, right. we want to pour into someone, right? And we have these goals and things that we're trying to do. But when you can, when you're being poured into right back. It makes all the difference because mm-hmm. a lot of people go into a relationship thinking, I want this and I want that and I want this and I want that. And they got to be this and they got to be that. That's so that's not what a relationship is. It's thinking me, me, me. It's almost like when I hear the majority of people when I, when relationships come up, it's like hearing a child ask for Christmas. And I want this for Christmas and I want that and it must be this and it's that and I'm buying a bike. I want a doll. But when you hear a parent or a mature person or a community leader, when they're talking about uh, Christmas, they're thinking about what can they provide? What do you want? What can I do? How much time can I, what can I give? See, that's the difference between understanding. When, when God, right, it said that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He didn't mm-hmm. think about, and they're going to worship me, and they're going to do this. And they gonna, mm-hmm. What can I give to you? You understand what I'm saying? When like the organization that I work for, and I ain't going to say it on this podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm a case manager, and we're gearing up for Christmas right now. We're almost shut, shutting down, gearing up for Christmas. And we're thinking of all the ways that we can serve our community. What do they need? Now, let's go past what do they need. What do they want? Now, let's go past what do they want. What do they desire? What can we give? How can we be of service? And that's what a relationship is. It's I get my needs met by helping serve you. And when you have someone who's looking at you the same way, I want to help serve you. How can, what's our mission? What did God show you? Mm. And then when you're looking at them, especially as a man looking into your wife, well, what did God show you? Because you're actually interested. You actually see their goals. You see their skills and you see how you guys combine like the art. Like you said, it's the art of mating. But if I don't understand business and I don't understand war, I can't protect her. If I don't see the vision that God gave her, I don't see how she can pour into the vision that God gave me mm. because she doesn't know her skill set. She doesn't know she's if, if if a person is too independent, then they cannot see the grand total of things mm. because they're too worried about self. When that's not what makes a marriage like choosing a mate. Right. I, I was. <laughs> Listening to this, uh, these, these, uh, this uh, talk it wasn't that TED talk. It was a manhood lecture. And you have to be very careful when you're choosing to mate because when I impregnated my wife, my daughter was born with my grandchildren's eggs. Bruh, Do you understand that? Yes, yes, sir. A woman is born, born with, with all the eggs that she's time. gonna have. So while my child was developing. We were developing my ch- grandchildren. Yes, sir. So one half of my grandchildren have been developed in my wife's womb. So I had to make sure that my wife's womb was clear. I had to make sure that I could clean the atmosphere. Like people see my child and they go, oh, she's so happy. She's so loving. She's so smart. She's so this. We cultivated the atmosphere. Thank goodness that I listened to that lecture, How to Make a God. Mm. Because when you are developing that, but you have to have the mate that has that mindset. 
that make that sees her future in you. And you got to see your future in her. But I wish that I would have learned that earlier because the time that was wasted in, and I don't want to say it was just wasted time, but it had was. you know that earlier, there's a lot of lessons that you could have learned earlier. You would have connected and I would have even more time to spend with my spouse instead of learning things by trial and error, instead of buying the lessons that had I been under, had I had that connection with God, had I understood my time, had I listened to my elders, had I cultivated my friendships, I would have met the, my wife. And it's so funny that we're saying that because it's literally true. Well, my wife had always been around me. And I was connected to somebody else. We stayed in the same apartments and I was married to somebody else. Mm. And my ex-wife, they were wonderful people. I, I, I can't drag them. You know what I'm saying? It was The relationship was wrong. You understand what I'm saying? Good people. It's not good for you. Good, good people. Some, all of us, we're great people. You know? And mm -hmm. I don't want to say everybody's not a great person. But sometimes things just do not work out. Yeah. And it's up to yeah. us to Make sure that they do. Well, by making sure that we're who we're supposed to be. Being who you're supposed to be, that's uh, uh <laughs> actually being yourself. And that's one of the things I wish I knew when I was younger. You know, how to figure out what my path is. Yeah. Too often we are going on. We talk about time again. It's, all, it's, yeah. it's the thing tonight. We talk about what we want to do, but that's a lot of wasted time too often. God's time is a time that, like you were saying, God can manipulate time. God makes time. But if we, I've always been taught that things do out of due season do more harm than good. Yeah. And if you are striving to be a hip hop entertainer. And this is the time of development and growth for the mindset. You're out of sync with time. Yeah. And you're going to do more harm in your life than you're doing good. You were created to be that next doctor. Yet, you want to go out and be a basketball player. <laughs> and you're using your hands for the wrong things. Exactly. More harm than good. So I wish when I was younger, I was on a path. However... I would have listened more to see was the path that I was on was that of God. Because I did some things along the path that got me thrown off. Yeah. If, when I was on doing all my little things that would throw me off, he was there the whole time. He told me, don't do that. <laughs> Son, he was right there. He right there. He told right me every there. time, I can help you now. Turn around and go back. Yeah. Stop. And I was like, nah. Again, like, listen to my father. I got this. Immaturity. 25 hits. This I understood why when people were saying, remember, well, it's not like that nowadays, but if those of us who aged ourselves, we know this. Remember growing up, they used to have 25 and up clubs. Oh, yeah. I never understood it until I hit 25. <laughs> then I was like, oh, I got it. Yeah. Nah, you're right. You, it's a difference between 21 and 25. It's a different mindset between yeah. 18 and 21. Each one of these mindsets develop and grow. But if you didn't knew at 12, what you knew at 25, about getting your life together. And this is why I think mentors are so great. Oh, man. And I think young, more people should get into these mentoring programs 
and going there listening. We give good advice, but listen. And actually apply, apply it. Apply the knowledge. They don't actually listen. apply it. Hear what they're saying. Because listening is just that. You're listening. Hear what they're saying. And see how it applies to help your life. Because if a person would have told you, again, it's a fork in the road. Yeah. Don't go straight. Go left or right. Don't go straight. But you keep running straight because you just head on doing what you want to do. And you fall off that cliff. Yeah. You go left, you go into you go on the path that you're supposed to, you go right, it's a longer path to the destination, but you still make it. I wish I'd have listened a little bit more. Should have followed that direction. <laughs> now I want to get into what my aunt was talking. One of the things that she was talking about was the money. Like mm. you can have the greatest mind, you can have the greatest plans, you can have all of these things. But if you ain't got your money right, don't none of that matter. You know. <laughs> Bruh. It's just like uh, when you get older, um, <laughs> listening to this lady say, you know, you oh, you so cute. It's that oh, you you got nice clothes. You dress well. You look like this. But once you get older, look, it's your money, right? It's your money, right? <laughs> and, and you look at all our young brothers now. Look at myself, forty single. But that's the question: Is your money what, right? Is your money right? Where are you at? Because. At this point in your life, you should have some things together. Yeah. Because if you're looking to build, you can't build on uh, osmosis. <laughs> you can't build on paper plates. You know, uh, you know, Keela uh, was the ocean spray he was talking about the other week. <laughs> having, <laughs> a, uh, <laughs> having a shaky foundation. If you're not building right, it'll implode on itself. That's right. And this is what happened with all these relationships is that a lot of us women... Women get into it with Mr. Gray Sweatpants and Smooth Talk. Yeah. Men get into it with Mr. Fat Booty who can't cook. Yeah. And like you were talking about they, earlier. The foundation's the messed foundation's up. The foundation's messed up. The foundation's shaking. That girl talking about, oh, she can, I, I can do for you. And you ask, oh, well, she said she can cook this, this, that. You're like, I don't eat that. Yeah, that's the one thing. It's like having that foundation. <laughs> because I, we'll just talk about it. Because it was this girl that I was messing around with. We weren't work dating. And let's just go ahead. I go was ahead, a hoe. I was a hoe. Hoeing is a way of life. <laughs> but anyway, you know, I was just dating around. And, um, you know, she wanted to be my girlfriend. And I ain't care nothing for her being my girlfriend. And she was doing everything that she could to convince me. And I want to, I wish that she had other women around her to tell. A man shouldn't tell you no twice. Oh, oh. You know? And oh, you say know, it again would, one more time so they can young hear that. ladies. A man should not tell you no twice. Oh, man. If a man is not interested in you, <laughs> then move on because I guarantee you there are men, and not just that. Oh, there's men, plenty of men out there, but there's the right man. Out. Don't waste your time on someone who doesn't want you, because she was attempting to. Uh, Woo to you. win me. <laughs> she was trying wooed. to woo you. Prepare to, to be, be wooed by the best of wooers. But the things that she was by offering were things that I didn't want. First of all, she smoked. I didn't smoke. You know what I'm saying? She never worked out. I worked out. You know how I was. Yeah. It was three times a day, six days a week. For her, she she did a lot of things that, that it just weren't. Oh, what was I doing messing with her, first of all? That's okay. You know what I'm saying? Just being a hoe. But and the other thing is, I was at that point. You know, you you know my personality. It is what it is. I'm gonna tell you. Yeah. Because she's like, so what were you doing on the other day? I was on a date, and I had a little feelings of her. You know, well, we could date. We could be this, that, and the other. I could cook for you. 
and I can cook this and I can cook brisket. And I'm like, baby, I don't eat meat. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, and everything that's what she was offering is what I didn't want and what I didn't need. And those are the things that I regret is not understanding who, what I am, what I want and what I need and how to cultivate that. Man. And a lot of us are out there not understanding ourselves and not understand what we provide and connecting to the people who need the things that we provide. I see it, man. Go ahead and get, go ahead and get your chef hat out. My I see chef it. hat is on, but I fear one of my um, producers may step in and say something after this one. Who knows? Woman's intuition. Uh-huh. That is one of the strongest powers. <laughs> when it's used properly. When it's used properly that they can have. A woman will meet a man. I've heard so many women say this. A sister, she met, she met a brother. Mm. And she literally said, that is my husband. Her spirit told her that. This is not like Mr. Gray Spat Pants swole. This is just average... Like you and I walking down the street chilling. Wait a minute, I ain't average. Man. Hold <laughs> you're on, you're above average, but you're not walking around flexing. This is not. This is not old Tim. This is modern Tim. Oh, oh I got modern I got Tim it. walking around the street now. You just nice looking brother. Just guy. Just a guy. Yeah, I used to be superhuman. Right, you were superhuman back then. <laughs> now you're just a guy who's nice looking. And she met him, and she said, "That's my husband." Yeah. Four women I've heard. Two did it. Two didn't. Mm-hmm. The two did it have been married 40 years. The two didn't have been through three divorces. Your two intuition told you right then and there, this is for you. Now, it may have been wrong, may have been right. But the thing is, just like he told you about that one person, Mm -hmm. that intuition told you, you need to leave this dinner right here. This dude is not worth your time. This person right here is a waste. This person, the woman's intuition who help her pour into her what is best for her. Mm-hmm. But too often I see a lot of my sisters say, you know what? I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm going to do whatever <laughs> I want to do. <laughs> there is a inside joke for the audience. There's a very funny story. We will have someone come on and explain that story. <laughs> One of these days. There's going to be a really good time for y'all. One of these days. But so. no, honestly, uh, we talked about earlier I don't know why I keep saying honestly all the time today. Honestly, <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. Last you. time I was, <laughs> last time this I was honestly, honestly telling you this. <laughs> but when a woman is connected to God, and when she's reading her word, and when she's being exactly who she is, the voice that she's listening to is the voice of God, not her own self, and not you know something that she heard over the internet. When we see a good thing. We understand it, especially with the man. When we're pursuing uh, the things that we need, a lot of us have had that voice to leave this alone. Don't touch that person. Don't uh, take that job. I'm like, man, but I need this job. You would have took it anyway. And it was Next thing you know, <laughs> you don't like your coworkers, your boss trying to find <laughs> ways to fire you. Like, man, I wish I never would have came over here. So that a lot of times we really have to learn to listen. But that comes with maturity because a lot of times, like you said, uh, the, the definition of woman, you understand what I'm saying? Female mm-hmm. don't mean woman. Female, is, you know, that's just what you were born to be. But a woman, to be an actual woman, 
Right. Shout out to Juicy Fruit who corrected us on that that, that uh, episode. Yeah. Juicy Fruit was telling us, it's a difference it's between a woman and a female. Look, look, look now. Don't call over. But but she's absolutely correct because a woman takes cultivation just like a man. Now, a woman is a human being. A human being. Start, that's what a the issue being. was. A female can be anybody. A female can be any animal. But what I'm talking about, but yeah, you're my right. definition right, right, of you. a true woman, a true person who has cultivated themselves, right? Same thing with a man. That's someone who that that they understand life. They're living things in the way that it should be lived. When you're not connected to a person who's living the way that they should, when you're connected to a person, the wrong person, there's all kind of messed up stuff that goes on. But I regret not listening to that voice say, hey, you need to get out of this. You see all these people leaving this job? You need to move. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's time for you to leave too. You, you, you don't don't buy that car buy over here right put your money into this this investment go ahead and put this stuff aside a lot of us we've heard but we didn't follow through mm. we our actions didn't take place and if we would have taken the action see the thing is not taking action is the same as taking the wrong action Actually, right right when right. you're supposed to do something and you just don't do anything that's just as bad as doing the wrong thing. Because when it's time for you to act, you need to act. And that's another regret that I have is, is being stagnant and not moving when God told me to move. <coughs> Man. And that takes everything. Not speaking to that person. A lot of times God would give me a word. The word. A lot of times when we have wisdom and God gives us a word to speak to somebody and we withhold it, mm. we're held accountable for that. Mm. Because our life is not our own. So there's a young woman who needs that guidance that the older woman has, and then she holds that up, and she sees that this woman is this young lady is going through something. This young lady needs some guidance, and a lot of people who are older, who well, I ain't gonna say nothing. They just gonna have to learn. Learn that's, that's messed up. I always think that's yeah. so messed up. Like it's detrimental. Why would you allow that person? To fall in that to hole fall in that, you knew it was there. You went into that hole yourself and you knew what it did to your life. And you still will allow that person to go through the same issues that you went through, but maybe even worse because of society today. That is real messed up. And person. especially if you have a connection with that person. Oh, man. Come because on, bro. here's the thing. Now, I don't, I don't know if our listeners know this. You know, I was in the military for 12 years. And a bad practice that I would see See, I was raised, you know, when I came into the uh, Army, it was still a lot of old school soldiers. And I made sure that I connected with a lot of older soldiers. And they allowed me to see some of the games that people play. And that's going to lead into the next thing that uh, I want to talk about. But Go ahead. There's a practice that they give you enough rope to hang yourself with. And when you see a person doing going down the wrong path, and you see a person just allowing them to go down that path. That's what they call giving you enough rope to hang yourself with. That's my stuff. Because my thing is, we are, first of all, to receive correction is a blessing upon the person who's being corrected. Uh. Because when someone, when you can receive chastisement or con- correction, or when a friend or a family member or an elder or just someone who cares for you see you going down the wrong path, it's a blessing to receive that because it takes courage for them to actually talk to you. Uh. But there are some of us who are connected to that cousin, 
to that church member, to that coworker, to that neighbor or that kid that play outside. And we see them sneaking in and out of somebody's house mm-hmm. when they moment at home. We see that child skipping school. We see that young lady who's too close to another man, woman's husband. We see that young man who is dibbling and dabbling in the wrong things and he's trying to live a fast life. Mm. We see these things and we withhold the wisdom that God gave us. And God, we know that God told us to speak. We heard that voice. Hey, we need to say something. We need to befriend that person. And when you allow those things and you can just see, you already know where, where that road leads to. You see them going down the wrong path, yet you never said anything. You're being held accountable for that. Not saying that everyone is our responsibility because some things it's not our business, but some things are. Mm -hmm. Because I hate when people say, hey, that's not my business, but some things are your business. I look at it when things are put in your face, it is yours. Yeah. God allows things to be put in certain people. The thing about it, you see all this stuff that happens on social media and you'd be like, man, I wish I was there. Yeah. You weren't there for a specific reason because your action is not going to be the one that's needed. Yeah. Like, you've seen so many times with these police officers who were antagonizing and beating up these young children, and you always see some black folks like, man, I wish I was there. Well, it wasn't for you to be there because it wasn't that time yet. Yeah. Montgomery's now proved the time is coming. <laughs> oh, yeah. Stop the BS and take up and start, put the camera down and go and deal with somebody. It. That's what Montgomery proved. And anyhow, yeah, not everything is for us. I'm going to start wrapping this up because I start saying stuff I shouldn't be saying online. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. So I want to wrap it up with the last thing. Go ahead, my brother. And, you know, understanding how to have tact in the things that we do. Ooh. Understanding the uh, political atmosphere when I go into a higher level understanding my social surroundings. Um, I learned that really how to be tactful and how to conduct myself accordingly. Couth and tact. You know? I don't have. (laughs) My (laughs) friends have told me that always. We always have it because there's a way to behave and a way not to behave. Mm -hmm. And when you're going up a level, when you're understanding that, when when God takes you higher, like you said, we we started this out with thankfulness. Mm. And I'm thankful for my bad times because they fine tune me. Right. All those mistakes. A lot of times we said, man, I wish I would have known this younger. But as we matured, as we went through those things, he prepared us for the next step. Mm. And I'm thankful that I'm prepared for the next step. If I would have learned it as a, at a younger age, it would prepare you differently. But I just want to say the thing is, I don't have a regret. I'm thankful for my path. A lot of times we say, hey, I wish I would have learned this this earlier. But God's timing, like we say, God's timing is ultimate timing. Because had we known better, we would have done better. Mm-hmm. We would have understood. So it was not time for that. Some people are like pine trees. They go grow up quick. And some people are like red oaks. It might take some time, but they're the tallest things in the forest. Mm. And God's time it's just that. It's in God's time. Mm. I'm thankful for the mindset. I'm thankful for the now. My lasting one. Talk about thankful and regret and things I would have learned. I wish. So the Nation of Islam, this is one of probably our most repeated phrases. 
the most powerful six-word phrase I think you will ever hear in your life. Accept your own and be yourself. Yeah. Again, accept your own and be yourself. This phrase is so powerful because when you start to think about the what it means, again, going back to as a child, and we're dealing with this in today's society, and if I get issues for this, kick rocks. Um, but you have so many youth that don't want to accept themselves. Yeah. Like you said, for you and I, and us growing up, most of the people listening, it was two genders, male and female. Yeah. Now you're growing up with, it's a new generation, gender equivalent being developed every day because people want to don't want to accept themselves. They want to be what they want to be. They want to live in, I call it, and there's no disrespect on anybody, but a lot of the stuff that you're calling yourselves is a fantasy world. Because one of the biggest examples to me, and I'm keeping it very blank because some stuff I, I do accept and some stuff I don't. So if you want to go there with me, meet me in person. We had a conversation. Oh, you were in fight. I'm, I'm down. For it. I'm, <laughs> you better know. The suit is just a, a nice piece of outfit I like. I'm down about that life. Um, so the the one that someone told me one day, I was out doing my community active work, passing out stuff, and a dude got upset with one of the workers there because she said, good day, sir, how are you doing? I saw his face when he said that. Looked at her strange. I said, what's wrong with this dude? And then he can, she continued to say, well, sir, this is what we're doing for the day, and how can I help you, sir? He got upset and said, I am not a sir. So at that point, I was like, oh, my apologies. I'm thinking it's a feat. Uh, he called himself as a, a transgender or something. Mm -hmm. He said, no, I go by the pronouns them and they. I said, what? Now, now I'm not, now you have to step back into the place. <laughs> them and they, how, them and they is more than one. That's a plural word, meaning more than one. So how are you them and they? Are you uh, schizophrenic? Now, how are we supposed to know that you are them or they when you walked up as a full, complete dressed man? So that accepting your own and being yourself, like, how are you this when God created you to be this? My love for Prince via all my friends at this point and him accepting himself as you go through his matriculation in music. I know my producer said he's about to fight right now. Yeah, you almost got hit with that Alabama chill. <laughs> Talking about Prince if you want right, to. Right, right, right. Right, right. <laughs> they point to the chair right now in the studio. <laughs> you better you better be tread carefully. Georgia Wood. <laughs> See, violence is a must over here. But his matriculation, he developed in loving himself. Yeah. He went by Prince. He didn't go by nothing else. I am me. Yeah. He didn't call himself a them a day. He said he's Prince. And he accepted who he was. And we had to accept who he was. All that to say, like I said, it is more that can be said. I'm just trying to find the nice, um, politically correct way of saying things. Here we go. But Our you... producer's about to hit you again. <laughs> <laughs> politically I hear correct. all the coughing and all. all that wrap it up, brother Yusuf. Wrap, wrap it up, Nick. Wrap it up. Wrap it up, B. Um, but all that to say again, accept your own and be yourself. Whoever you are striving to be in life, know the path. And I mean, I honestly say know the path. And I'm going to say this one more time because the other part of me and my 
development in life. Like, you know, going back to being Muslim. So yeah. most folks judge you off of what they know automatically. You're a nation of Islam, you're Muslim, and you're, you know, you're 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 against Christians and what they think they believe. Yeah. And you don't like white people and you're against everybody. I was like, y'all don't know me. I went to a Christian college in Kentucky. <laughs> My roommates for the first year were gay. So, I mean, everything that you have against me, I'm like, I could defeat all of that. Like, that's not me. But I accepted all my male gay friends and the ones I still know nowadays because they got into it because they accepted who they were at a young age. A lot of the stuff that I see a lot of society doing now, and this is just my opinion, a good quarter of them are doing it because it's a fad. And I've seen this happen with a good, some of my friends that I've had, they got into it as a fad and then they got older and it was something they didn't want to be done anymore. And they tried to disassociate themselves like, nah, partner, that is still a part of you. You got to accept everything that you did. And that's one of the things that you did in your life. Take it. Be the person that you are. Keep moving. Exactly. Accept your own. Be yourself. It'll help you grow and keep a lot of the issues that you have developed in your own mind growing more again i'm just talking at the end but i'm thankful for the conversation i'm thankful for my friends i'm thankful for this podcast <laughs> i'm thankful for ocean spray and key lime juice and everybody's uh, like who is that oh, our producers <laughs> one and two <laughs> one and two and all the stuff that they tell me they be whooping my behind when i get off this podcast yeah, i'm saying something because <laughs> i said something i'm supposed to quite often but no, I'm thankful for the opportunity to sit down with you, Tim, always, because, man, this is, we, we met grateful, via other, my, our partner, Rasu, <laughs> but this has became something different. Again, you, you, you grow with friends and do something better and bigger every time. So love y'all. I ain't got much else to say. I know. Peace. Y'all sip on that for a bit. Sip on it. Just, just, just don't choke. <laughs> <laughs> Peace. Peace. This is Yusuf Muhammad, DM's creation. This is Cocktails and Conversation that you're listening to. Tune in every Friday at 7 p.m. on all streaming platforms. Like, follow, share. Tell somebody to tell somebody to tell somebody. Look forward to you joining us.